from the basement of Ann Arbor, Michigan, it's the Siggy Lama Show, starring Sigmund Lamar. This episode, we go beneath the roster sheets with Johnny P. A Slurpee Bowl 10 recap. And many others. And now, the man who thinks no undead teams should be allowed in the living rulebook, Sigmund Lamar! Ah, thank you for that warm reception. It's good to be here on episode number two of the Siggy Lama Show, the fourth episode in our podcast. Fourth? Don't you mean third? I hear you all saying that. (laughs) Well, we'll get to that explanation a little later in the episode. So what is going on with the Siggy Lama Show? Let's take a step back, a breath. We've gotten this far. Oh, what a far away we've come. Let's kind of gauge our progress so far to kind of take a state of the podcast. What are we fitting in amongst our peers? So there's a bunch of other Blood Bowl podcasts out there, and uh, we do want to distinguish ourselves. No use in trying to cover ground that's being handled quite well by all the other very, very good podcasts out there. Uh, let's kind of take a, an overview, a tour, if you will, of the other Blood Bowl podcasts. Well, there's, first there's the big three. You got to talk about the big three. Uh, the ones that have been dominating the field for, what, three years, four years? I can't even keep track. Uh, see, how many volumes of uh, Zubcast Best of CDs have there been? Three, four? Maybe we'll be in the fourth. Okay, four years. Um, so there's the big three. It's kind of like, uh, so I live in southeast Michigan. My wife is a Dearbornite, uh, home of the Henry Ford Motor Company. So, uh, I, you know, big three. You might think of uh, the free agent acquisitions of the Boston Celtics in 2008. I think of the uh, American automotive industry, uh, where we have the big three, uh, GM. So which one of our podcasts would be GM? Well, GM is uh, the biggest, was for a long time, the biggest uh, corporation in the world, I believe. Uh, so they're, they're, I'd have to say uh, Three Die Block is is the GM of Blood Bowl podcasts, um, just because they're the biggest. Over 100 episodes. Um, kind of an institution at this point. They've got their, they've got their formula down. You know, the last episode, uh, Drew and... Uh, uh, Tim Lyons, uh, you know, just uh, filling in, you know, you know, it started with uh, Chance and Polly, and now you got, for an episode, uh, neither one of them present, and uh, the show doesn't miss a beat. I mean, it was a great episode. Next episode, Chance will be back, and it'll pick right up where it left off. I mean, they've got their, uh, you know, they're, they're, they fire on all cylinders, if you'll pardon me. So, uh, I, you know, and uh, also... Uh, I think it's fair to say they're responsible for at least 13 deaths. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the General Motors uh, comparison there for 3-Die Block. Uh, Zlurpcast, I'm going to make them the Ford. Call them the Ford Motor Company. Uh, Ford founded by Henry Ford, big personality uh, who dominated that company, then his children... Uh, attempted to follow him in his footsteps. Eh, but, you know, Zerpcast, very much a, a personality-driven 
show. Uh, and uh, also another way they're like Ford, uh, Ford started off concentrating on passenger cars, the Model T, um, car in every garage. Uh, at some point along the line, decided their business was really about selling pickup trucks. So they kind of shifted gears. Hey, that's another automotive metaphor. Um, so, they, yeah, so Zipcast is the Ford. And then uh, that would have to make both down the, the Chrysler. Um, because why? Because Chrysler came along a little bit later than the other two. And... Um, Lee Iacocca somehow. Yeah, I, no, I think, yeah, right. Uh, that, that works, that works. Okay, so that's the big three. And then we got the rest of the field um, who uh, doesn't mean they're, they're not good. They're just, you know, they, they came along later. They, they filled in niches. Um, let's see, how can I assign roles to them? Well, one that didn't come along so much later was uh, Tackle Zone Radio, which uh, uh, was there towards the beginning, then uh, kind of faded or fizzled or popped or something. Um, so I'm going to call them the Hudson, the Hudson, uh, auto, the Hudson Motor Company of Ypsilanti, Michigan. I used to live within walking distance of the Hudson Museum, probably a 10-minute walk from my house. Never once went inside. Don't know much about the Hudson. Um, I do know that there was a movie about the guy starring Tim, Tim, the same guy who was in the Hudsucker Proxy. I was going to say, I was going to say the Hudson Sucker Proxy. As I was saying the word Hudsucker, like halfway through that word, I realized that's not the same as Hudson. It's a different word. Um, I thought I'd like struck a real Tim Robbins. I thought it's like a real uh, coincidence there, but that's not true. Uh, so tackles on radio, the, the Hudson. I'm going to really belabor this uh, metaphor. You, you, we're in this for the long haul, people. I got three more podcasts to go. Uh, pitch Invasion. I want to call them the Saturn uh, because Saturn was technically an offshoot from GM, but uh, was kind of like the GM, but with the more uh, a different customer uh, experience. Uh, no haggling, set sticker prices, um, uh, but uh, otherwise a similar kind of packaging. Um, so in the same way that they kind of do their uh, roster and tactic, tactics uh, uh, content, different angle than how 3Die Block does it. So... Um, so they're the Saturn. Also, couldn't come up with a, a Canadian uh, automotive manufacturer. So we're going to go with uh, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, which is kind of like the Canada of Arkansas. No, the Canada of Alabama. I don't know. I got to look at a map. Um, I got one behind me, but it fell off the wall. So I can't tell you. And uh, Orca Cola Radio. See, they got a guy from Finland. I'm going to go with the Volvo. Sweden. It's only a couple of countries over from Finland. That's as close as I can get there. Um, so what does that uh, what does that leave? The Siggy Lama Show. What is the Siggy Lama Show? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Tesla. New kid on the block. Total game changer. 
shaking up the whole the whole industry. That's what we're about here. Doing something new and different. Yeah, the Tesla. I've never been in or seen a Tesla in person. I just have to assume they're awesome, hilarious, and uh, really also good. Okay, so uh, as long as we're talking about other Blood Bowl podcasts, let's talk about uh, Zlurpcast since we have Johnny P on a, a featured segment later this episode. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, it's a big deal to me to have Johnny P on the podcast, uh, in part because of what Zlurpcast has meant to me personally as a Blood Bowl player, and we'll get into that later. Uh, but because Johnny's been very uh, helpful and supportive, uh, just in terms of this podcast, you know, I, when I told him I was gonna do one, and you know, was kind of asking him for advice, he offered to have a Skype call. Don't expect to offer the same thing to you. He just, I'm special. Um, so, and he, like, he took a whole evening basically to uh, kind of uh, talk me through the process um, of how to, you know, what toggles to flip and uh what software service to use and and things like that and and, you know it was very helpful and uh also you know kind of like played uh showbiz impresario uh in a way like helping me you know it's like uh, what's your angle kid you know what's uh, what's gonna what's gonna set your podcast apart you know and he's like uh chomping on a cigar and uh sexually harassing me and it was you know it was really like an old-time hollywood agent and uh uh, it did remind me uh, um, of this bit I did about two, uh, 18 years ago, college radio show I did called Sucks to Your Asmar, Sigi Lama, Hugh Jasper, Mr. Announcer, uh, during which we did uh, this bit. I hope you'll enjoy. Siggy Lama with another Showbiz Info Minute for Young Starry-Eyed Hopefuls. All right, well, the first thing you got to do is your audition. You got to get yourself in the door. You got to get your foot in the door. So you get in the door. You get it. First, you knock on the door, and when they crack it open with that chain thing, you stick your foot in there, and you stick it in real hard. You wear some steel-toed boots, and you kick it in, and kick that chain in, and then you get your foot in there, and then you try to get the rest of your leg in there, and you get your hips in there, and you kind of wiggle the rest of yourself in there, and then you're auditioning. And what you got to do is uh, be careful because, you know, once you get on the stage, you make a stage fright. I mean, you know, that spotlight shining in your eyes. And then you're, uh, you're so just you and the three agents and producers and stuff, and they're in the seats, and you got to have material. And you got to not be scared because you make a stage fright. So what you do is you picture them, just picture the, everyone in the front row naked. And sometimes it's good to bring your own people and plant them there, you know, because, you know, you might want to get used to them being naked beforehand, you know, and then you get them in the front row, and then you try not to be distracted by them, because, you know, it's, sometimes your mind wanders, and so do your eyes and hands, and uh, anyway, and so you got your material on there, so it's good to, good a good monologue, go through a book of monologues, something by Woody Allen, or Mort Saul, or, uh, who's that, Lenny Bruce, or who's the more funny people, uh, who's that, who's that funny guy who does the funny, Jim Carrey, do a Jim Carrey monologue, like, something like, uh, Sometimes I have this problem, and then you like contort your face and bend your arms around your head and stick your foot behind the back of your head and, and then make a funny face and then jump around in circles. 
That's my job, isn't it? That was Siggy Lama with Siggy Lama's Showbiz Info Minute for young, starry-eyed hopefuls. And that was on WNUR-FM 89.3 Evanston, Chicago, where we play the hits. Uh, such youth and energy and, and phlegm. And so that was pretty much the kind of advice Johnny was giving me. Very helpful, very helpful. Uh, helped me shape the, shape, shape the show. And uh, that was way back in April, uh, so months before I would ever record anything else for the show or have a show to put together. But I thought as long as I had him uh, on the Skype call, why not record something for the show? So I'll do an interview. Why not do an interview? Uh, so trying to do some preparation for the interview and thinking, well, what kind of what kind of angle should I do on it? Like, how how do you how does one interview Johnny P? I mean, you know, he's so he's so guarded, plays it so close to the vest. How how can I get him to loosen up and actually, you know, find out what he really thinks? Does anybody really know? So uh, you know, just what an Want him to cut loose for once, get that stick out of his butt. So, uh, so you'll hear my technique for that in a minute, and uh, and the results I got. But um, I, I think the first step for uh, making a guest feel welcome, and I want the Siggy Lama show to be a, a welcoming environment. So you know, I think we all have an idea of what kind of humor Johnny P likes based on the Slurp cast. So I'm going to lead into his interview with this song. Uh, now, traditionally, this is the slot on the show where I play one of my songs and the long established tradition of the Siggy Lama show. Uh, but I'm going to make an exception in this one rare case and play a song by my good friend, Bluff Tangent. That's what he actually wants to be called. Uh, uh, the world premiere of his tune and will come uh, right out of this and into the interview bit. So please enjoy. I was dining in a pancake house of international renown. I said to my companion gingerly, I must productively sit down. Yeah. 
Everybody balls, everybody dick. Everybody, everybody balls and a dick. Balls, 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 dick, dick, dick. Everybody, everybody balls and a dick. You can spend countless hours gaming with somebody. People you might see regularly at tournaments, maybe even people in your local league and never really get to know them. But wouldn't you like to know what makes a person tick? Wouldn't you like that, Johnny? Uh, yeah, I'm into ticks. I would. So let's peel back a few layers of the onion and see if we can find the Funyun. Oh, that's good. Thanks. Here's where we go beneath the roster sheets with Johnny P. So uh, sit back, relax, make yourself comfortable on the couch. I've got my clipboard here. I'm going to ask you some questions and take some notes and try to get a sense of what makes Johnny P tick. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm really intrigued by this format. I am going to be very disappointed if I don't get Funyuns, though. Well, we'll we'll see what we can do. Uh, we are on a carrot and stick system of uh, behavior and personality modification, so your carrot might just be a Funyun. We'll see. <laughs> okay. No one's ever called my carrot a Funyun before. Let's do this next segment. <laughs> uh, I like to call this Radio Rorschach. Rorschach? Rorschach? Radio Rorschach. So I've, I've got a series of ink blots here I'm going to show you. I'm going to post okay. them in the chat window here, links to them. Okay. And uh, you just tell me what you see. Here's yep. the first one. Okay. <laughs> um, this is a, uh, a birth canal, a.k.a. vagina or vulva. Enough said. Okay. Oh, do you want me to keep going? Well, I mean, we'll just say whatever is coming okay. to mind, whatever this uh, makes you feel. Pussy, cunt. I don't know. Do you want more derogatory? I don't more <laughs> vulgar terms. I thought birth canal was pretty damn no, sick. Birth canals. Uh, okay, returning to womb. All right. Okay. Uh, here's our second <laughs> blot. Just tell me what you see here. Uh, this one. Is this is Pinky, Pinky in the Brain, the cartoon? Okay, Pinky. Interesting that you would see Pinky. You play a character named Pinky. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, there's a web series a friend of mine wrote called Hits, and my character is Pinky. I'm the the boss of a bunch of hitmen, and so if you want to see me in action, HitsTheSeries.com. You can check out Pinky, the real Pinky. Hitstheseries.com. Good to know that URL because that's about the least Googleable name for a series I can imagine. Oh, because there's going to be other hits. Well, I've I've Googled for Hits the Series and Hitstheseries.com doesn't come up. 
Ironically, hits doesn't get us a lot of hits. Okay, good, good. All right, here's uh, our next ink blot. Just, uh, tell me what you see when you when you look at this one. <laughs> um, this is something. My first impression is a a booger, like a, a like a ch a cartoon drawing of a booger that you'd see like in a a ki kid's medical book, saying like, "This is why you need to blow your nose. You're gonna have this guy growing inside of you." All right. Okay. Juvenile fascination with bodily functions and what? Uh, let me. What do you see in this one? Um, that would be a penis and two testicles. Okay. Ball and dick humor. And uh, finally, this will be our last one today. <laughs> Uh, this is just badass. It is. I see a a humanoid fox, a, a half half human, half fox, female with nice tits, rocking out on guitar. Okay. Oh, and speaking of rock the fox, uh, you um, have a gig. Uh, what is that again? Your day job. My day job is uh, a radio DJ. I work at a radio station playing classic rock. It is called 1039 The Fox, covering the Fox Valley area of Chicago. And I like to talk and, and play songs. And how could people out there in podcast land around the world listen to you on that station? You can stream it live at rockthefox.com, or you can find our app, in your favorite app store, whether that be iTunes or the Android store, just search 103.9 The Fox. It's not available for BlackBerry. So if you have a BlackBerry, I'm sorry, put it to sleep. Okay. All right. So uh, I think that was, I think that was healthy. The uh, ink blots. Okay. Um, so just a couple more questions. Um, you, know, you got a fantastic show, by the way, Jeremy. Oh, it's Zig. Sorry, Zig. Sigmund. Sigmund. Right? Sigmund, please. Yeah, um, I'm known publicly as Siggy Lama, but uh, you know, I I like to be taken more seriously and go by my proper name, Sigmund. Uh, but my close friends can call me Siggy. Okay, I'll call you Sigmund. That sounds right. So, uh, Johnny, you you project this persona of well i i would call it mischievous swagger is that fair um yeah i appreciate that that sounds kind of cool a certain confidence let's uh, call this yeah. your main guy persona it's the main guy character correct how would you describe main guyness what is the criteria for that um hard to put it into words it's kind of an intangible just sort of a certain je ne sais quoi a certain savoir faire a certain croque brioche <laughs> uh yeah it's just a certain menage a trois when i see it in a blood bowl coach um they just got it you know they they, they got it 
got it. I mean, got I, it? I got, I got what you're. Well, I yeah, what, I got what you're saying. Right, you got what I'm saying. You don't have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am the only one on my podcast, so I think by definition that makes me a main guy. And okay. and it makes you an other guy as well. Correct. Mm. Uh, or possibly a main and other guy combined, more of a mother guy. Okay. okay. You're a mother guy. Back to mothers. I see. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's good. Birth canal. Okay. It's oh, yeah. Around. Completely. Uh, big fan of all of us. And you've made it a matter of public record that you don't like negative feedback on the show for your uh, program. I prefer no negative feedback. I prefer everyone to kiss my ass at all times. Yeah. So how do you reconcile this, this bravado on the one hand of I can take on the world. I'm the main guy. I'm the runner of the show. And on the other hand, I don't want anybody to question my, my position, my position of strength. Hmm, it's a good question. Um, I don't know if I have an answer. I think, uh, I think that I, with a Blood Bowl podcast, I'm not getting paid for this. No one is. You do it out of love. And so I think when you put effort into something and when people take a shit on it, as in not constructive criticism, but you know something that's not so constructive, you take it personal. And it's kind of shitty. Because you do put work into it and you get excited about it. And back in the days when I used to talk a lot about what tournaments are going on, if I didn't talk about someone's tournament that much because they didn't give me any info, all of a sudden I'm the asshole for not talking about it. And I just, those, that's the kind of critiques I would get. And those are the ones I really had a problem with. Honestly, if, if I had valid, if people sent me valid concerns, critiques, I, I would like it if it was done in a, you know, a, a, a positive manner, but the ones I really got got crazy about were is people people kind of made it personal that I tr- I had something against what they were doing. For example, you didn't uh, you, you made fun of our tournament and because you because you weren't there. I was like, no, I made fun of your tournament because you didn't send me any results and you expected me to talk about results. Or you put my audio part at the end. Thanks a lot. I'm like I put it at the end because I already finished the whole episode. And the end was the only spot left, unless I wanted to fuck it up in the middle. So the only time I really get upset, honestly, is just when I feel it's unwarranted uh, feedback or negative feedback. If you don't like the show, that's totally cool. There's there's a there's a lot of shows I don't like. So there's more things in the world I don't like than do like. So I think it's completely valid. I just think I just hate when it's unwarranted when people think I have some agenda. The only agenda I have is making extreme laugh. That, that's fucking it. That's that's my only goal on every show is to make because he's, he's on the same place as me. He's he's in he's on Skype. He's on the interwebs, three hundred miles away. So if I can hear him laughing, I know I'm doing something right, and that's really all I shoot for each episode. So making extreme laugh that's important to you. It is. He's kind of um, he's my older younger brother. Yeah. It's um. I think it helps boost your stature as a comedian that you make, you're able to make someone laugh who seems like it would be difficult to make that person laugh. I think that's a really good assessment. Uh, extreme can be quite stoic at times. He lets things maybe, um, 
either get to him and you don't know it's getting to him or he likes things and you don't know he's liking things. So when I can get a rise out of him one way or the other, you know, it's kind of cool. Well, many comedians would say that they use comedy as their suit of armor. Would you say you're making your comedy into extreme suit of armor? Um, and what is the armor value of that, of your comedy? Well, it wouldn't be extremes suit of armor. It's my own. I've never really won a blood bowl tournament. I've never won leagues. And so I'm not going to give tactics on an episode. What the fuck am I going to say about it? You know, you should take these skills. What do I know? I don't know. I just started taking wrestle like a few tournaments ago. I never, you know what I mean? Like I'm just learning how to play now after 20 fucking years of this game. Uh, sorry for the swears. Sorry. Oh, and no, it's fine. This is a safe space. You can say anything here. No, it isn't. This is confidential between patient and therapist. You're, you're going to edit that out. And you're recording everything, so there's nothing confidential about any of, the, any of this, just, just so you know. I don't know if you know just how... For, that's just for my notes. I don't know if you know how podcasting works, but everything is out there, so that's it. Nothing's confidential. This, I, d- I a, don't want you to think of it that way. Well, it is. I've no, laid... I, I, I don't want you to think of it that way. I've laid my junk on the table for all to peruse, whatever. Uh, anyway, going to your question, it's my suit of armor and the armor values nine. Okay, excellent. And who, who is your claw palm chaos dwarf? What the fuck does that first word mean? What did you say? <laughs> claw, how, how would claw palm, what? claw pylon mighty blow? Oh. Is that how we say that out loud? <laughs> I've never said that. I thought, it like, palm. I thought it was like a stink palm. No, I don't know. Okay, claw mighty blow pile on, mighty blow piling on, right? So, so who is who in your life is the chaos dwarf with claw piling on and mighty blow who gets through your armor? Um <laughs> I I don't even know how to answer these questions. <laughs> Who is the clomp, cloblom, whatever the fuck that is? Um, well, how how do you say it in your head when you're reading the forums? <laughs> when you're reading a, a talk fantasy forum thread that's complaining about how Clop. Bash is broken. Clop, cloblom. <laughs> it's just a funny word. Uh, yeah, I guess that's right. I don't know. I, I actually read the whole words out when I see it. When I see CL, P, was it PO? No, what? What is it? C L M B P O? Is that what you did? Or uh, P O M B. Palm. Oh, Palmb. Yeah. Is that like when uh, people in video games write, I just pwned him? Like, I just pwned some noobs. Well, I, pawn- I pawned them. Like, did you pawn them? Did you sell them? Yeah. Well, pwned is an example of leet speak, whereas the palm would be more of an acronym. Ah, but it's an acronym that doesn't really spell a real word. Uh, it spells four real words, pile, piling on mighty blow. Right. So as when, when, I, when I see that, I read it as the full words. Oh, okay. Anyway, to answer your question, who is the cloplom or whatever in my <laughs> life? Um, who gets through my armor? Ah, man, I honestly, I don't know. Like my wife, I don't know. She's. I, I, I don't really know how to answer that. She can penetrate my armor in, in, the, in, in bed. Okay, likes 
to be submissive sexually to own wife. Okay, all right. Um, so, Johnny, you're you're an avid fan of games of different types. You spend Correct. a lot of time playing games. Um, what do you think about games as offering an abstracted model of the universe with you know with clear rules and objectives? Like taking the organic mass of life, the organic mess of life even, and rendering it into a neat geometric form. Tell me, tell me when reality became too horrible to bear. Um, probably like about an hour ago. Hmm. Do you know what, what happened, happened an hour ago? Um, you Skyped me. Interesting. You, you called me. And uh, you put me on this this show of ink blots. I thought it was a Blood Bowl podcast, and I've I now have been subjected to being ridiculed about things I do for a living and in my spare time. And um, yeah, I can't wait for the next question. You you're sounding a little defensive. Yeah, huh. yeah. I've won best defense a few times, so it's about right. Okay, good. Um, I'm no braggarts, but I have. I'm going to play a clip for you now from your podcast. This is from, well, I don't know what up from episode, but this is from Best of Zorbcast Volume 1. Uh, let's take a listen to this. I think we need to change our tagline to the Blood Bowl Variety Show. <laughs> the Blood Bowl Variety Show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get like, some music. Yeah, yeah. Get, get some musical guests on and maybe a magician. Oh, that's interesting. Who was the musical guest on Slurpcast? That episode? Well, just in general. Like, who who contributed guest music to to that podcast? I, um, well... I'm just wondering. You did once. You made a song called Golden Toe Joe. Oh, that's right. Yes, I seem to recall that. Yes. Oh, um, one more question. Uh, who was it who played a wizard on Slurpcast? Um, well, if you want that, that role actually reveal, I thought we had some kind of code, but I guess not. Uh, the wizard was you. Oh, wizard. And, uh, another name for a wizard is, um, would that be a magician? Would you sure. say that those are equivalent? Oh, interesting. Hmm. Um, and do you still do all those, uh, music and sketches and stuff on, on your show? Oh, no, it's, it's kind of done now. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, well, what would you say is the... Is the Blood Bowl variety show at this point? Oh. In your own words. The Blood Bowl variety show at this point is not Zlurpcast. Oh, no, really? Oh, hmm. It's not. You want me to tell you which one I think it is? Uh, in your own words. I'm just interested in your feelings. I don't think we have one right now. How about that? Ooh. Yeah, ooh. You want to be it? Well, guess what? I haven't heard it yet. So I don't know if you're it. I'm feeling uh, a little hostility from you. And cool. frankly, I think this course of therapy has run its course. Cool. So, I'm going to show you some ink blots as well. Yeah. Um, I think I'll be booking you with a, a, a different therapist next week. Um, uh, he's very good. He's done in Indianapolis. Uh, I think he'll be able to work very well with you. Uh, I'm sure he's better than you. You'll be That's able fine. to talk to him for uh, about an hour every month, and that'll go great. Okay, all right. 
Uh, well, thank you very much. This has been uh, the first session of Beneath the Roster Sheets with Johnny P. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get uh, frisky beneath the sheets with somebody else uh, next time. So, uh, hey, hey, real quick, I was promised some Funyuns. I had to sit through that shit. Give me my Funyuns. Yeah, we'll have a crate of Funyuns coming to you, uh, along with the home version of the Siggy Lama Show starring Sigmund Lamar. You can play along at home with a, a cardboard replica while you listen to the podcast. How would that be? I think that'll be great. That sounds fantastic. Oh my god, what a get. What a get. Did you get a little choked up when he said that about his wife? And like the, the line about extreme being his younger, older brother? Ah. Oh. Never had a brother. And he, John even has another real brother. So he's got like a bonus brother. I've never had a brother. Who's, who will be my brother? I've got a sister. She won't play Blood Bowl with me. She'll never, she always thought I was a huge nerd. And made fun of me. She was a popular girl. She had a, a, a rivalry in high school with um, Dennis DeYoung's daughter who went to our high school. True story. Anyway, um, so that was great to me to have uh, Johnny on the show so early in our run, which is really great. And I hate to go on and on about Zlurpcasts so much. Don't worry, other podcasts. You'll get your time, okay? I'll talk about all of you in turn. Um, but this is the Zlurpcast chance. Um, what's really stands out to me about Zlurpcast is they really uh, actually modified my behavior as a Blood Bowl player, not in the way that I changed the way I play the actual game, but in that Zerpcast is the whole reason I even go to tournaments. Really had no interest in going to tournaments. Went to one, tried it out, because uh, Matt Vanderby, Delibus, ran it in my hometown. Uh, but I didn't really think it was for me. I was just more interested in league play, the whole idea of growing your team over time, telling a story, uh, but then I started listening to Slurpcast, uh, again at Matt's prompting. Thank you, Matt. Matt kind of, Matt should get some credit here for changing my Blood Bowl life. And so I started listening to Slurpcast, and, uh, you know, they were focusing on the Midwest tournament scene and they just made it sound so much fun. So, I mean, the podcast itself and the content was very funny and hilarious and, uh, you know, my wife would see me with the headphones with a stupid grin on my face and she'd say, are you listening to Zlurpcast again? I'd say, yeah. And, but you know, this, the, the, the stories that they tell and uh, uh, the, the personalities that they depicted, I mean, they made, it, they made the, person, the, the tournament scene sound like its own cast of characters. And so, you know, I, it's, so it was weird to hear about all these people years before uh, I ever met them. Uh, it's, it's kind of a weird thing about going to tournaments with people you've been hearing about or meeting people you've been listening to for, oh, let's say over a year uh, on a podcast. So you already have like this kind of uh, relationship with them that they don't know about <laughs> because you feel like you've spent so much time uh, with them. So that's kind of a weird thing to get past. Um, anyway, where was I going? Uh, anyway, so, yeah, so Zlurpcast is, like, the reason I got 
started going to tournaments. Um, not much more to say than that. And when I won my first trophy at a tournament, which was third place at Oktoberfest 2 with Pro Elves, like I won the trophy. I was excited to win the trophy, but like the very next thought in my mind was, hey, I get to be mentioned on Slurpcast. So, you know, and then uh, they did, and I played the clip for my wife, like all 10 seconds of it, like uh, three times in a row because I was squeeing with glee. Anyway... So that's my uh, slobbering kiss all over Zlurpcast. Johnny and Extreme, still doing a great job. Still love hanging out with them uh, every month, even though they're not hanging out with me. Kind of weird. Although I guess they are if they're listening to this. So, guys, you want a Coke from the fridge? I don't drink Coke anymore. You want some iced tea? Trying to get healthy. Anyway... So that's that. Uh, let's get into some hobby talk. This is a strange hobby. Curious. Uncommon, too. Oh, I imagine so. A man should have a hobby. It's, it's more than a hobby. A hobby's supposed to pass the time, not fill it. Two times so empty. Okay, Mom, there was your cue. You can stop listening now. Uh, Let's give a recap of Slurpee Bowl 10. Down in Indianapolis, July 12th and 13th. Great time. Great time was had by all. Of course, uh, over on Slurpcast, they'll be giving uh, their own coverage, including who won what and whatnot, so I'm not going to duplicate that here. Just going to talk about my experience, what happened to me, because that's all I care about, right? I'm obviously vain enough to do this podcast, so here we go. Along for the ride. Speaking of rides, so car ride down to Indianapolis. Uh, Saul, nicely, was nice enough to offer his wheels. Uh, Drove me, Mad Vanderby, Ezard, Alex Wigwam, Ipsy Alex, uh, who's just joining my local league this fall, the Blockham Tabletop League. Excited to have you aboard, Alex. And uh, who else was on the way? Brian Burkmeyer, who's also in my league. So four, four of my league mates, Ezard, who I keep trying to get to join. He keeps moving like someplace where he's like a five minutes closer drive time to my league. Can't quite get him to join. Oh, well. Um, so we're all driving down. And uh, Saul's putting in the direction to uh, Brian Extreme's house, uh, who lives, he lives on Lois Lane. And so I say, hey, driving game, let's all think of different comic book characters who could have their own street name, like Lois Lane. I'll go first, Peter Parkway. And it was a nice illustration of how you can have different kinds of friends with different interests, because here was a game... And here was uh, a bunch of folks going down to basically do nothing but play games for uh, two days and one night. And they all went like, eh, very funny, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow. Because uh, a different set of friends would are more like me in the sense that they could not hear that and not 
like work on the next <laughs> example <laughs> in their heads. Like, you know, would never pass up that opportunity to come up with, um, uh, I don't have one ready, but, uh, maybe the red skull de sack. Huh? Huh? See how much fun it is? See how much fun you guys missed? Anyway, so it was nice uh, drive down there. We got to Brian's. We played a game of uh, Death Roller Racing. And uh, it's my second year playing Death Roller Racing. Uh, so Randall, Randroid, uh, was off to a huge lead. Nothing was going to stop him. Um, I, In fact, he was about to lap me. And uh, I gave him a temptation. Bo... Like, the game was about to end. He just has to make, like, one more turn, and the game's going to be over. It's already been going on for, like, half an hour or whatever. Um, he's about to lap me on the way to the finish line where Bo offers me a dollar. This is where I find out my price. He offers me a dollar to turn around and try to stop Randall from winning the game. And... I think, I don't think about it much, but I think, well, maybe this will make the game more interesting. Turns out I was wrong, because what it did was it added, it doubled the length of the game um, as uh, as I crashed into Randall, and I think uh, it blew up his death roller and he had to start all over. Uh, I still was out of the race, so I had nothing to do but just kind of continue being a dick, and uh, uh I I think I learned something from the experience. Uh, don't listen to Bo or raise my price to five dollars. I don't know. Find out how much he's willing to give me at least. Anyway, uh, Tom Rummery did a awesome thing. He uh, was giving away shot glasses that he had printed up with uh, said I was shot by Dark Orc. Uh, did it say as Liberty Bowl 10? Something like that. And he got like this really high priced tequila and he was giving out shots. I mean, obviously, very excited in advance of the tournament to prepare all this. And it was very, very thoughtful and very nice. And, you know, it made me think some people express their affection, their warm feelings with words, others with shot glasses. Do you know how to express your feelings with a shot glass? Well, if you haven't, don't be so quick to judge. That's all I'm saying. Um, so that was cool. Good time Friday night. Thank you uh, to Brian and Jenny for opening your house. Very courageous. Very courageous of you. Uh, let's go over the tournament. So I'm going to just go through this quickly. I won't belabor it. Uh, I should go over my build. Some of you will want to hear this. Uh, the build rules were uh, a one million starting build uh, for your team, or as some like to call it, a thousand thousand, or a thousand k. So that, and then uh, you have 190 k to spend on skills. Um, you know, no more than 40 k in improvements for any one player. So I played Chaos Pact, my Dayub Frozen Flames, since they're my best painted team. You want to show off your work? At least I do. And uh, so the whole point of playing Chaos Pact is you have all the, the races in there. So I have all three big guys, 
and the Dark Elf and the Goblin and the Skaven. You got to do it. Why why bother showing up with Chaos Pact if you're not going to bring the Skaven? Come on, guys. Let's let's flavor it up here. And then, uh, you know, kind of nothing too creative. Just block on all three big guys. Um, I like to have a, a ball sacker so I can have some dynamic ability on defense. So wrestle, uh, wrestle dodge on Phoenix, Phoenix Sundown, my dark elf, and uh, strip ball on Germfast Scuttlecraft, the Skaven, and uh, needed a ball carrier. So Rocks Marquette, the Marauder, he got block and sure hands, and uh, it was a fun time. So uh, let's see. Got my results right up here on the NAF.net. I fancy that. I'm going to give a recap of the tournament, and I pay this membership to the NAF.net so I can have it on the screen right here so I can talk about it, tell you the scores and my opponents and everything. Amazing. So first matchup was uh, a great honor. Extreme gets up, and, and first of all, he's got the, the revamped, um, revamped, completed big house. So the tournament he's built for... The, the 40 miners, his big team. Awesome. Looked awesome. So, you know, he de he debuted it last year. He had the paint a fan contest. And the the, the, the stands are uh, even more filled out than, than last year. But he's completed the other side. And there's, like, all these advertisements up. And one of them was a big sign for the Cherub Lodge, which uh, was inspired by the, the, the Ballad of Golden Toad Joe, which... You know, it was really just written in there to have a, a pun on Blodge, um, but, you know, fit into the story of the song. But he made, like, a whole ad with a picture of uh, a cherub dwarf, and it was really cool. It was very nicely done. And just the whole thing was really nicely done. He's got the score and the reroll markers and, and uh, really made for an immersive experience. And I should know because uh, I was... The Frozen Flames were honored by a special invitation or a special request to play in the big house for round one against the 4D Shriners, which are the 4D minor uh, obsessed orc team played by Spencer Stevens. Cheated fates. So that was that was a great game. A very fun game. Spencer's a very fun opponent. It was just kind of a classic back and forth 2-1 game. Uh, where we each scored on every possession we had. Uh, both times I kicked to him, I got what I wanted on defense, which was having to isolate his orc ball carrier on a scoring attempt, uh, you know, and getting a shot at him with either my wrestler or my strip ball guy, and just, you know, it never, never worked out. Couldn't, uh, opportunities were there, just couldn't bring him down. It was a hard-fought game uh, with some crazy ball bounces and a lot of fun a lot of fun so lost that one two to one uh so got bumped down in the tables a little bit played evil ted uh guy I'd never met before very fun opponent uh he played undead and uh i, I won that game two to nothing it's fun game then we go out to lunch where i have yet more adventures in wordplay uh brickmeyer we're at the firehouse subs place uh, and Berkmeyer is telling this story about how his fiance's last name is Cox. His last name is Berkmeyer. Meyer apparently is German for farmer. So if they were to combine their names, their name would mean Cox Farmer or Cock Farmer, which, you know, 
Cox is, isn't the German word for, for penis, I don't believe. So, um, but never mind that. But he goes on to say that if I were to take her last name, I'm speaking as him now. If I were to take her last name, then, you know, like the name Alada is actually a pretty popular name in, in Europe. So our daughter's name would be Alada Cox. And I was like, ah, funny, because it is. And uh, then they go ahead and, like, change the subject and start talking about something else. And I'm like, hold on. How could you leave this here? So if your last name was Cox, what other first names would make good combinations? Um, How about Eden? Eden could be a girl's name, right? Right? And they're like, ah, that's actually pretty good. And then they start talking about something else again. I'm like, wait, hold on. This isn't this isn't finished yet. So I'm I'm thinking and I'm thinking and uh I came up with one I'm really proud of Constantine. I'll let us I'll let it settle in. Constantine Cox. I think I deserve a a medal for that one. At, at least a ribbon. I think that's my best pun ever. On the spot. Came up with it on the spot. It took me a couple minutes to think of it while I was chewing, but worth the wait. I think you'll all agree. Anyway, uh, back to the games. Round three played against Johnny Rocker. Jay Rocker. Again, another very fun opponent. He was playing Camry, and he had a custom-built stadium. Uh, it had like, uh, like granite tile for the floor of the stadium. And then he had his own stands and he had fans in there. So I got to play in the two, both of the custom fields, uh, like built, scratch built fields that were there. I got to play in both of them, which was a lot of fun and uh, managed to win that game two to nothing. Could have won three, nothing, not to gloat or anything, but uh, turn 16 could have walked in, but thought, uh, well, you know, in the standings, you get a bonus for winning by two. I don't think you get a further bonus for winning by three, but I was down by one in the casualty count. And I thought, well, maybe I can try to even that up and uh, get make up some casualty bonus points. So through the luxury blocks, of course, double sculled, didn't get the the third touchdown, and but I didn't think that mattered. I was fine with that choice. And then fourth round, I draw Tom Rummery, Dark Orc. About my third or fourth time playing him in a tournament. Every time it's been fun. Maybe more fun for me than him, judging by his reaction. I mean, he's beaten me twice, and I think I've beaten him twice now. Uh, he had his Lizard Men, um, which he's, you know, he's won a Zippy Bowl with that team before, if I recall, a couple of years ago. And I learned something about the nature of sportsmanship in this game. So it started with me kicking to him. Uh, he sets up. He'd gone over his skills, and I'd go over, I'd gone over my skills. I set up my defense. Um, and, you know, I just had a brain-dead moment. He points out to me. He just says, uh, remember, I got a guy with frenzy. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me just rearrange these guys by the sideline and go to the inverted ziggurat. Uh, um, that was really dumb. Thank you, Tom. It was very sporting of you. So uh, we do the kick. Uh, he comes in. He gets uh, – he pushes in. He – you know, blitzes my guy along that wing. Now he's got a Saurus two squares from the end zone, and then he double skulls something, so he doesn't even get to try the pickup. 
And on my turn, the first thing I do is take my Minotaur and frenzy that Saurus off the field. So he he extended a courtesy to me, which I did not return. Uh, yeah, was, you know, hey, tournaments, got playing to win. So, but I will always cherish the memory of that five minutes when Tom was the better man. And anyway, the the game just went south from from there. I I ended up winning uh, three nothing or no three one. He ended up scoring with like two turns left, but I was up three nothing uh, at one point late in the second half, and uh, that was that was a pretty good game. That was my best game of the weekend, and I didn't know it at the time, but uh, that night I went to bed the. Either the number one or the number two chaos packed coach in the United States. Uh, if I was number two, it was by a slim margin. Either way, it was by a slim margin. Um, I had no idea. I, I, I wasn't tracking on that. Um, it was not to last long. Anyway, so first day, I'm I'm feeling good. Uh, three wins, one loss. Uh, we go to Brian's again for uh, another night of of games and lots of people. We'll play four rounds of Blood Bowl, and then they'll just jump into a you know three-hour game of Eclipse or something, another kind of intense, rules-heavy game. Not me. I'm more of a change of pace. Uh, you know, look for a more social kind of game. And so, got into a game of Cards Against Humanity. If you haven't played Cards Against Humanity or haven't heard of it, uh, it's like apples to apples, except uh, it's really trying to be transgressive humor. So you know. If uh, if a sex position or um, you know something racially tinged can be introduced, it will be fun time, good party game. I remember particularly this one round. I believe Lindsay, Michigan Lindsay, was the judge, and the black card, which is the the card that the judge reads, they have to respond to. If I recall. It was take blank, so it was one of those two-card ones where you got to play. You got your hand of white cards. The black card has two blanks, so you got to play two cards, and you got to keep it in order so you get the response right. The black card said, take blank, add time and pressure, and you get blank. And so I thought I had a pretty good combination. I played horse meat and erections that last more than four hours. And for some reason, that killer combo didn't win. Didn't win the round. And I can only assume it's because Lindsay didn't recognize uh, this memorable quote from Game of Thrones. The Dothraki do not take Viagra, Khaleesi. And they don't accept American Express. And on a day two. Round five. Up to table four. So I'm at, after three wins, one loss, I'm at table four. Looks like Whoever wins this game is going to get into the third place match if we, if one of us wins. So I'm in the match against Grant, Canada Grant. Very nice guy. Very fun to play against. This might have been my most fun game of the weekend, actually. Um, he was doing Wood Elves. His team called Morning Wood. Pretty, pretty good pun. He won the toss. No, he lost the toss. I won the toss. I elected to 
kick. Because I figured if I were him, I would want to kick. So I'm not going to give him that opportunity. And he had a, he had a kick player. So I'd, I wanted to minimize his, well, effect on the beginning of the game. So I kick to him. And I make the same mistake again. He's got a frenzy war dancer. And I again, I set up my... I didn't set up like the regular ziggurat defense, which would be dumb, but I had kind of the um, the the pylons, the you know four columns of two guys uh, defending the the backfield with the three big guys on the line, and uh, really dumb because he's got a frenzy guy. I'm like ah, you know, I don't deserve to be at the f- table four, much less the third place game. You know, try getting some sleep uh, the night before you play an important game trying to get to bed earlier it, it helps it helps you think that's my advice to myself in the past and so he tried to do the the frenzy thing but he got the knockdown on the first block and whatever but he kind of like so now i'm thinking oh wait a minute because he committed forces to trying to make that happen he actually left me open an open lane to his ball carrier I don't know if he I don't know if he miscounted or wasn't counting on the speed of Germfast Scuttlecraft, the Skaven lineman, but Skaven Marauder, I should say. But he's he's got strip ball. So the ball carrier was a you know block dodge sidestep wood elf catcher. So he, he might have been feeling pretty confident about that, but I got I got a strip ball guy. So I, I I get back around there, blitz, get the ball on the ground. Don't get the knockdown, but balls on the ground. Uh, it's a good scatter. It scatters back where I can have another Marauder who's free, Catfish Paming, with two go-for-its, can try to go get this ball in one tackle zone. So I'm like, I'm going to do this, break this game wide open right off the outset. Fail the second go-for-it, so don't even get to the, the pickup. Uh, Catfish knocks himself out of the game. So, hey, you got to go for the marbles when they're there in the game of marbles. So took that shot, uh, and so now I'm down men. I got one sub. Obviously, that, that means nothing for this drive. He's got no subs, and uh, he he's now he's up on me, guys, for this drive. Gets up on me more. Like before this drive's over, I'm down three guys to him, and he scores. Um, kicks to me. No, it's by, by the end of the half. So he scores quickly, kicks to me. I drive down. I manage to score, but he, he keeps removing guys. I He's breaking armor and removing guys faster than I am with all my mighty blow and and whatnot. It's 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 not happening. And it's rough. Even, you know, even if you're removing at an equal rate, which at one point I think we were eight on eight, but against Wood Elves... 8 on 8 is harder than 11 on 11. I mean, it, you know, you can't hang with Wood Elves very long if you're not removing guys, if you're if you're even at 11 on 11. Reduce that to 8 on 8, it's even worse because you can't protect the ball as well. And he's got kick. And I got these big guys refusing to go where I tell them to or just losing their tackle zones at the worst moment. And these Wood Elves, they're, they're clicking on all cylinders. They're really just like... If you ever wanted to see a, a well-coordinated wood elf attack, this was it. So he, you know, he uses his kick. He gets a coffin corner every single time. I scramble back to get the ball. Um, he puts super amounts of pressure on me with his blodging sidestep catcher, and he's got a 
strip ball war dancer. And he gets me in this tight spot, and then I manage to squeak out of it. And so then now he jumps into the cage and knocks the ball out and scores. So, you know, he 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 would do well. I would manage to do well, but he would keep doing whatever he wanted to do. It's, it's pretty much kind of the story of the game. So uh, he kicks to me again. Now I'm down 2 nothing. I manage to drive down the field, have to do a turn eight pass into the end zone to score. So lucky score. Uh, with tons of defensive pressure, and probably the ball was on the ground like two or three times during that drive, just because I can't can't keep him off me. But I'm only down two one and receiving the second half. This was a league game. I'm in a good spot. So even though, like I said, we're at eight at eight on eight, I, I I've got a good shot to tie up this game and and get out of here. Um, but I'm not in a league game. I have a chance to get to the third place game if I win. So I got to play for the win. A little rough to do in the situation it means I have to press more. It means I I've got to you know, I've got to try to score twice in this half. Uh and so when you try to push the ball against Wood Elves who really aren't failing anything. I mean, they were they were something to behold. Uh end result is a 5-1 loss. Uh, I will say the most fun I've ever had losing five to one, just because I, I I knew the situation I was in. I had to take my chances. I took them. Didn't work for me. Worked for him, and uh, he just ran me ragged. They ran through me like I wasn't even there. So congrats to Grant. He went on to the third place match. Um, didn't hear the details about how the game went, but he did get fourth place. So. I, I think he might have told me he tied that last game. And then he must have got fourth place on tiebreakers. Probably on straight the schedule, uh, thanks to me. Because my last game, round six, was just about the most miserable experience I've ever had playing Blood Bowl. Uh, It was just awful. Playing another undead team who just was rocking me left and right. I was failing things left and right. Just my team was still punch drunk. Well, elf drunk. They didn't do a lot of... I guess they did a lot of punching. Still punch drunk from that 5-1 drubbing. Uh, this game only went 2 nothing. I think a, a coach who was more into taking control of the match uh, could have either won... 3 nothing or pitch cleared me. Um, just like nothing enjoyable about that game at all. And just wanted to go home and take a shower and maybe give other people showers too. Because, you know, if you're going to be in a closed room with 70 other people all day, please take a shower. Just even if you're going to sleep in your vehicle, just like go to a truck stop and Take a shower, please, please, for us all, for all our sakes. So I uh, ended up, after a promising first day, ended up uh, three wins, three losses, which was my kind of my goal going into this with Chaos Pact into, uh, you know, one of the biggest tournaments in North America. So if I could get three wins, I'd be pretty happy with that. So uh, when you start three and one, Ending up with three wins doesn't sound so great. So 
It's all about all about perspective, you know? It's like those 40-degree days. In the fall, they feel darn right cold. In the spring, they feel really warm. So it's all about perspective. Anyway, that was my recap. Um, oh, had a handout to give to people. I said in last episode of this podcast, I'll have I'll have a giveaway at Slurpee Bowl. If you'd like one, come up and, and tell me you'd like one. I, I I have evidence that people were listening to the show, but nobody paid attention to that part because nobody asked me for the giveaway. Well, you're in luck. I'm a nice guy. I gave them away anyway. Well, I printed up 24 of them. I had to force them into people's hands. Once Extreme let me make an announcement at the end saying I had them. But the giveaway was, and here I think I made Blood Bowl history. Maybe I made podcasting history. With the Siggy Lama Show Zerpy Bowl 10 Way Homer, a, an exclusive episode of the Siggy Lama Show designed specifically to be listened to on the way home from Zerpy Bowl 10. And I had a, a, a focus group, a forced focus group. Uh, I, I made everyone on the ride home listen to it. Uh, and included on the C, in addition to the uh, exclusive content, there, there was also episode number one of the podcast. So I got to listen to them, listen to that, and kind of hear what worked and what didn't work. And that was very instructive. So thanks to everyone in the car, Saul, Alex, Matt, Brian, Lindsay, and Ezard. And uh, a funny thing, I, I've gotten... I mean, I've gotten some nice feedback on the show, but by far the strongest feedback was on that way Homer. So you could probably expect another one of those uh, Chaos Cup. It'd be the Chaos Cup 2014 way Homer. And it makes me think, like, maybe that should just be the podcast. If people liked that that much better than the regular episodes, I mean, that's nothing wrong with that. 10, 15 years ago, that would have been what a podcast was because podcasts didn't exist. So like handing out a CD at tournaments would have been the whole shebang. Maybe, you know, that maybe that's my niche. So I'm going to think on that. Although I'm enjoying this. This has been a very different episode. I'm at an hour and 10 and a half minutes and a lot more talking than usual. Well, I had a tournament to recap. I can do what I want. It's my podcast. Oh, speaking of podcasts being different from episode to episode, uh, I've learned just the other morning that someone will be living in my basement for two weeks in August. My basement where I paint, where my TV with the cable and everything is, and where I record this podcast. So I won't have the opportunity to put this together for August. But I got you covered, my friends. Where other podcasts might reasonably take a month-long break, I will be throwing you a massive curveball, just like those curveballs you see in baseball games that are so massive. They just got so much mass. It's going to be a big curveball, big hook and curve. We're going to have an episode, but it's going to be completely different, but it's going to be really good. If you're into this show for the, the brand of humor the music, the perspective, the production values, whatever, uh, you won't be disappointed as long as you don't mind that there's no Blood Bowl stuff in it. So something I did 
uh, a decade ago that I'm really proud of. You'll get to hear it next month. So no Burt Hitless this month. He's in that wagon traveling to Thunder Bay where the team headquarters is. I told you in that intro that he was discovered and it, where he was discovered, it was a remote, a remote area. It's, it's really remote. This is, you know, it doesn't take, uh, it takes like weeks to travel in olden horsey carriage days. So, you know, you got to give him time to get there. Give me time to write the next couple episodes and line up uh, people to help me record so you don't have to listen to me do 20 different voices. Let's see. We are firmly in the post-game sequence of the podcast. None of you other podcasts thought of using that. We got a couple of, you know, we got the cheering fans that Three Day Block do. We got a couple that do shout-outs. Post-game sequence. We're at the end, guys. Come on. Read your rule books. Let's see. We got a nice letter, from an audio letter, which is, I think is the best kind because then I can play it on the podcast. Really convenient. Anyway, this is from Zug. Says Zug. Presume, I presume the mighty Zug. Anyway, let's, let's give this a listen. Hey, Zug here. Most people know Zug is the greatest ogre of all time. Zug crippled more elves than all the death rollers ever. Zug once scored touchdown with enemy skeletons still holding ball. <laughs> that was a trip. Zug was crazy. Zug even bite entire team of dark side cowboys. Dark elves decide to hard vampires to get Zug back. That wasn't good for Zug. <laughs> People don't know Zug is poet. Zug's smart for ogre. Tell people so. No one understand. Zug tells Siggy Lama Zug need place to read thoughts. Siggy tells Zug to take walk somewhere. Zug not happy. Now Siggy sees Zug's way. Zug write this one after special game where Zug get thrown out for kicking Looney in the face. Chainsaw get close. So Zug got aggressive. Kick Looney and Looney get hurt. But Looney was Ref's brother. Zug knew something wasn't right when Looney stay on pitch with Chainsaw. Zug not happy, so Zug write poetry. Zug normally speak in Reichspiel, but listeners like English. So Zug tried to fit in English, but sound better in Reichspiel. <coughs> Get out in mine hour, leg erreich pfeifen toner, bench begrüßt Rache. English, blades loud in my ears, leg reach out but whistle sounds, bench welcome revenge. Zug. Well, I always read Zug in the original Reichspiel. Just think it loses something in the translation. Uh, what else? Who else do I need to talk to? Oh, Saul. Just relax, buddy. Whatever you do, don't pinch it off! And thanks to last week's musical guest, Franklin Bruno, with the death of vaudeville. Lovely tune. And I think that's all I got. That's all my show, guys. I'm done. Ran out of things to talk about. 
only took me an hour and 16 minutes to run out of things to talk about. I'd said I would come up with the sign-off. I'm going to go with don't get drunk and fight each other. Ah, it's Paul F. Tompkins. Eh. Podcasting is hard. This has been the Siggy Lama Show. Next month, a long-form radio adventure with music. The month after that, back to normal. What is normal anyway? Every episode of this thing is completely different. Is there a format? Does this podcast have segments? And how many? I never know what to expect. They don't even give me a script for this announcing stuff. I'm supposed to have copy. Oh, this was so easy the last two times. Just stuff popped in my head and I said it. Everything worked out fine. Well, what kind of thing should I say? Email us. Our email address is SiggyLama. S-I-G-G-Y-L-L-A-M-A at gmail.com. Twitter is the same. Except without the gmail.com. We should create a Facebook page. Can someone send me a link on how to do that? Well, anyway, thank you for your kind attention. So, are, are you okay with the way that went? Uh, yeah, I don't really get the last part, though. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I was just going to see if anything came of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really. I mean, I get what you, I get what, you know. I'm not, like, mad or anything. I just, I don't really. I mean, if people, if you think it could turn into something, that's totally fine. Like, you're trying to, you're leading me, and I don't necessarily know what you want out of it. Like, the beginning, when we, we had to restart, I'm like, well, I just, I don't know. I just do my own thing. I say whatever. So I didn't know if you wanted, I don't know what's on your mind. I can't even get a fucking thing out. All right. <laughs> anyway, you're watching something on TV, say a basketball game. Okay. And in the crowd, Somebody's doing something that makes them stand out. I don't know what it is. It could just be shooting uh, the ball. No, in the crowd. Could be a sign, could be an interesting looking person, a guy in a bright colored shirt and no one else is. Like a jersey. Sure. By the way, uh I laugh every single time you ask extreme, do you want me to clap? I'll clap. <laughs> it's such a like it's such a just dumb statement just like just like, do you want me to clap? Like, what the fuck? I know. It's so stupid. We got that from Chris Angler, Webcaplets, who said when he edits, he claps. So then you can see, like. No, uh, that was me. No, really? Yeah. That was you? That was me. Are you sure? I, I'll, I'll send you the email where I suggest that. You even said on the podcast, you even called me a smart guy. Oh, well, then excuse me. I remember I these things. Guess what? I just got you confused with another Canadian from Toronto, and he likes Rush. So, who's the smart guy now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you get credit for clapping. <laughs> I am the clap man. Okay, <laughs> you have the clap. I am the one responsible for spreading the clap. <laughs>
I got mine from a toilet seat, but whatever. I I really want to see your show do well. I want to see people listen to it. And I want, um, I don't know, I, I think it'll be fun to have another one at doing something different. And like I told you before, it's a, I want people to have a reason to listen. I like that one. Is that real? That's not their song. Who does that song? That's, that's, not, that's not Rush. That's Rush. That's not Rush. 